Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 5 o'clock, or relatively close. When we can learn our system and we can get good at our system, then our talent can take over. This is a Super Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen online at warrenallen.com. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080. The first part of being smart is knowing what to do. The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Friday. It is your sports bros, Ralph and Souk. Uh, Buck is here. Joey Harrington will drop by in about 20 minutes, get his thoughts on the Super Bowl. It's on Sunday. Did you know that? Eagles, Chiefs. I was aware. We had Hugh Offill of the ALNA Sportsbook uh, on earlier. Some interesting conversation with him. And uh, we'll have a club tonight, but it will not include... The bottled water taste test. No. As I failed to remember to buy bottled water. <laughs> Although I feel very good because I think most people would have said that if someone was going to fail to bring in their water, it would be me. And yet I did produce a liquid death. I'm right? going to be honest. When Souk walked in today carrying a liquid death, I completely forgot we were going to have a water tasting. So. Yeah, well, so did I, apparently. <laughs> uh, right now, though, let's get to the hot five at five. Oh! Hot topics. Hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And... Hot air. It's time for the Hot Five at Five. That's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Number five. Tiger Woods is returning to the PGA Tour. He has committed to next week's Genesis Invitational. Isn't that the site of the rollover crash? It is. Yeah, when he when he crashed though he wasn't in the tournament. Yeah, it's his tournament. It's his yeah. yeah. So he says he's going to play next week, but yes, that is the event after which he crashed his car and Torp was like he was just there shaking hands and doing may or may not have been on Tiger things. <laughs> he says the goal is to play in all of the majors and maybe a few other events like this one. Uh, the Waste Management Phoenix Open is going on. Yeah. Same uh, time as the Super Bowl. I guarantee that's a wild time. Do you hear what happened there this morning? That they basically, they had to let fans in like an hour early because they were already like waiting outside and they thought the scene was going to be too much to handle. Oh, really? They let people in at like 4 a.m. instead of 5. <laughs> well, it's wild. I mean, I, I've heard tales of people being carried out of there punch drunk at 10 o'clock in the morning. When we went to the Indy 500, they were doing a security check and it got so bad that they just let everyone in. They opened up all the gates and just was like, same Number thing. Four. Just like, go. They were afraid of it. By the way, Scotty Scheffler leads 10 under. John Rahm, second place at uh, 8 under. 
Uh, Michael Irvin is punching back with a $100 million lawsuit against his accuser and Marriott Hotels. Oh, about that. Apparently, yeah, again, play offense, man. Yeah, I guess. The Brett Favre thing. <clears throat> Apparently, the hotel was the one who alerted the NFL of her accusations. He says they made a rush to judgment and hoped to make him the next victim of cancel culture. Yeah, and he says that his reputation has been damaged, although I think we all know what Michael's, Michael's reputation is, but... He did get taken off the Super Bowl coverage, and here's a $100 million lawsuit. Yeah, how far down the line of scumbag do you have to go before you you can't really yeah. damage their reputation? I kind of feel like Dwight Gooden, you know, Irvin. I mean, you're you're in that Could pool. I damage Lance Armstrong's reputation? I bet you probably could. You could? Yeah. Maybe some domestic uh, abuse sort of stuff. Jeffrey Dahmer. No. <laughs> well, he's dead. Hitler. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Number Probably three. done enough on his Probably own. Probably done enough on his own. What if you found out he ate people also? You know, you combine the oh, two. You know, you Dom- combine a little Hitler Dahmer and was Hitler. Dahmer. Yeah. I was, I was thinking maybe he's mean to dogs. Mm. But, you know, that would upset people. You know, you know, get very, wow. get very defensive about those sorts of things. Ravens uh, will use the exclusive franchise tag on quarterback Lamar Jackson. It would pay him $45 million. Uh, Reports are they're over $100 million apart on the monies. Yeah. Now, he is not expected to play on the tag, but it does give them until July to get a deal done. But remember, if, if, if he doesn't sign, like, they can't fine him for not showing up because he doesn't need to sign it. But if they don't get to a certain point this summer, then he can't negotiate after that. He either plays on the deal or doesn't show up at all. And uh, it certainly sounds like there's some high tensions going on there. Cliff Kingsbury is back from Thailand. He is interviewing with the Texans to possibly join D'Amico Ryan's new staff. And Tom Brady officially filed his uh, retirement paperwork. Yeah, he is indeed done. Although, you know, you can unretire, but Tom's done. Even after the paperwork's filed? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, then why do you file paperwork? Uh, I think that's when the clock starts. That's when the clock starts with the Hall of Fame and benefits and all that stuff. But you can file, and then you know, it's not set in stone. <laughs> it's like he's going to come back a year from now, and they're like, oh, sorry, you filed. NFL Awards, Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith beats out Christian McCaffrey for comeback player of the year. Patrick Mahomes, MVP, Giants coach Brian Dable, coach of the year. Niners, Nick Bosa, defensive player of the year, Justin Jefferson on offense. Jets have both rookies of the year in Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. Hell of a draft class. And the Walter Payton man of the year is uh, Dak Prescott. Not to be confused with Walter Payton, man of the year, Russell Wilson, whose charity is under great scrutiny right now. It's a fraud. Yes. Spends 24 cents on the dollar. We also had the Hall of Fame class announced. Yes. And we got Zach Thomas, uh, Joe Thomas, the Thomases, Rondé Barber, uh, Demarcus Ware, who, by the way, I think is like the nicest badass I've ever seen by all accounts that guy is awesome Joe Thomas too but DeMarcus is a different level of badass than Joe Thomas like DeMarcus like give me a nicer guy who is a hand in the dirt NFL badass like hard to find DeMarcus Ware is just that guy is amazing and also Darrell Revis yeah that's a Pretty good class, and I'm not certain where I'd go highlighter there. Like, to me, Joe Thomas, but boy, Darrell Revis was really stinking good. I kind of forgot about Zach Thomas, yeah. to be honest with you. Well, he kind of is a forgotten guy, but again, great linebacker for the Dolphins for all those years. Uh, they also put Don Coriel in, and that shocks me because I just assumed he was in. Yeah, he's one of he those. He was not. Nope. He was one of the... Uh, 
Like, what are they, the, like, legacy sort of guys? He changed the game. Yes, absolutely. But he, why was he not in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. Answer that question, Jason. The Air Coriel attack. Mastered the forward pass. All right, well, number one is that uh, Gary Payton, ha- he has an injury, and it has blown up possibly the uh, four-team trade that netted the Blazers th- those five second-round draft picks. Yeah, this is getting awkward, too. <clears throat> Joe Cronin is having a presser right now, uh, so we're hearing some of his quotes. We'll get some of those to you in our next segment, or at least uh, be able to tell you what he said. Yeah, Cronin basically said with, with Payton, it had nothing to do with Gary Payton. It was about asset acquisitions, but... We know from Gary Payton that he was unhappy, didn't want to be here, and now The Athletic is reporting, according to sources, uh, Gary Payton had been playing through pain in Portland. Sources added that the Blazers' training staff had been pushing him to gut through it, giving him Toradol shots, which is not good. And then this is a really bad one. Uh, This had not been relayed to the Warriors during the negotiation process. So now does it not look good that you're forcing a guy or pushing him to play through a very serious injury that he had surgery on. You're giving him Toradol shots, which are very damaging for you, especially if you have to take them over and over and over again to play through an entire season. But more so than that, too, how does this look for the rest of the league in dealing with you if you fail to disclose a fairly significant thing here in negotiation process with the Warriors? Because if this blows up the deal, everything goes back to square one. This is a terrible look for Portland if this is true. All right, so we'll tell you what Cronin said, and we'll get Joey Harrington here coming up. It is uh, 5.15 on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Joe Harrington, next segment. Talk a little Super Bowl, but uh, I'm going to rip this off of Sean Hyken's Twitter, okay? Okay. Because he is uh, listening to Joe Cronin speak, Blazers uh, GM. And he's in the Odyssey family. Is he? Yeah, I believe he, I believe uh, earlier this season he joined the Odyssey family with a podcast. All right. He said uh, he is quoting Joe Cronin as saying, this deadline was unique. The goal when I started this job was to put a championship roster around Damian Lillard. The goal going into this deadline was to be extremely aggressive. We had identified several players who were difference makers. We worked it 
super hard and came up empty. From there, we decided our pivot was to be super opportunistic, look for good value. Our main goal throughout those transactions was how do we build for future rosters, accumulate as many assets as possible. We want to be championship level as soon as possible. We're borderline anxious to push all our chips in. We can't wait for that to happen. It just hasn't come up yet. It's my job to not make a big mistake and get the wrong guy. You can ask Damien this, but he understands this. It doesn't always fall into place immediately. As long as the intentions are in the right place, we're willing to wait it out. Uh, you've got to have the assets to maximize some of that opportunity. So, yeah, basically what he's saying there is just there was he didn't feel there was anything there to take a big swing, and so they're trying to kick it down the road and acquire some more assets and take another swing at another time. But at, at some point, you got to pull the trigger. So, you know, we've been kicking this thing down the road for years and years, but I guess to be fair to him, this is this was not his job up until recently so he's only kicking it down the road one extra year one extra year as opposed to neil yeah. who seemed to kick it down the road for eight straight a lot of people still blaming old shay yeah. how long do we get to do that before i mean what do you what do you give what do you give that well i, I think it's this off season to be honest with you like every, everything we, we were told that the idea here was when you made these deals everything was viewed in in the prism of you have to wait till this off season and this off season you're going quote big name hunting that you're going to try to take this and well you have to re-sign jeremy grant and then you take the assets that you have and these picks and some of maybe even your young players and you go out and you make a big swing to try to go out and get another true star to play alongside lillard and simons and, and grant and, and go off of that so to me you ask him how long he's got i think off season I think if you go into next season and this is some form of your roster and we're sitting here again talking about being a, a, a 6, 7, or 8 seed, then yes, then all that old Shea stuff goes out the window and this now becomes Cronin's problem. Although he may have a bigger problem here with the, yeah. GP2, the, the GP2 thing. So Gary Payton failed his physical. Uh, the Warriors have until tomorrow to decide if they want to go through with the deal or rescind the entire trade, and it was a four-teamer. So the Blazers got ended up with five seconds, and Peyton went to Golden State, but it also included Detroit and Atlanta. Well, and if you screw this up and it's viewed that you tried to schnooker someone, not only does this blow up the trade, but it makes you look <clears throat> like an ass in front of the rest of the league, and it makes you wonder going forward if, if this has an effect. And right now, you've got a he-said-she-said thing going on. So the sources from The Athletic are saying that Gary Payton uh, was pushed into playing by Blazers trainers that he was been given toward all shots uh, that he was not really on board with that. And then in quote, he was gutting through it and that none of this was conveyed to the uh, Golden State Warriors. Hence, we now have him failed the physical. Well, at the press conference today, Cronin says that player safety is super important to us. It's super important around this league. We were playing when we were playing him. He was playing. He had been cleared. We were confident that he was healthy when he was playing. We would not have brought him back if we thought he wasn't healthy or was at risk. So you trust that we did the right thing and you trust that our process was correct. And these reports, I think the clearance process was proper. So I'll have to rely on that. So who's so he's blindsided. Well, I, I, I he doesn't know it, either that or you're just outright. He's like, whoa, either that or you're outright lying <clears throat> because you're hearing from Gary. When you say sources, look, that's Gary Payton. Gary Payton clearly wasn't happy here and he was happy to be out. So when it gets leaked to the athletic that Gary Payton was being pressured to play and was taking Toradol shots to play, that's coming from Gary Payton. And now we're hearing from Cronin that's saying, hey, I, this is all news to me. So someone's lying. So the question is who? 
And if this trade gets blown up... Well, wouldn't you have to talk to the doctors, though? I mean, I'm not sure Cronin... This all happened very fast. Unfortunately, Cronin's press conference was scheduled for 4.30, and that Peyton stuff came out right around the time of his press conference. I'm guessing he has not had a chance yet to sit down with his trainers and, and hash this out and see what really happened. I can't imagine he knows. He's the GM. I, I don't think he's in on the day-to-day sort of... Um, uh, I think he, in other words, he trusts his doctors when it comes to whether guys are playing or not. And it sounds like maybe he hasn't had the chance to to really dig into this. In other words, I, I think there is a scenario where he doesn't really know, Well, then I'll, which I'll, is why he says, so you have to trust that we did the right thing and you trust that our process was correct. He hasn't looked into it. Well, yet. I'll say this then. If, if you made a deal and you were not aware <clears throat> that a player of yours was having to take a very powerful anti-inflammatory that has been proven to tear up your kidneys and liver long-term. By the way, Toradol is an ugly little secret in the NFL. It is not something you want to use over and over again. If you weren't aware of that, and and someone in your office didn't tell you that in regards to trading a player, then this makes you question what the hell is going on over there. Well, this is inex- if, if, if this is true, and again, it's a big if, but if this is true and Golden State says... He either didn't know or he's lying. Yes, and if you didn't or know... Or Peyton's lying. Well, I'm not certain... But cert- he failed his physicals. So. Exactly, so that kind of makes you wonder, is he really lying? It makes me believe a little bit more to the Gary Payton <laughs> stuff, and I'm not sure which is worse, either lying about this or not knowing it. I, I can almost make the argument that not knowing it may be worse. I mean, my God, it's your job, and you just had a trade possibly blow up in your face. We'll see what Golden State does, but this is something that Golden State obviously wanted to do. They're the one that initiated it. And if Golden State says no to this, then I don't know how to see it see it any other way than than leaning towards the Gary Payton side. This isn't good. Billups said, quote, we would never push a guy to play, whether it's medical or he just doesn't feel like playing. I'd be scared of me doing that. And then something bad happens. Well, then so then Gary Payton's lying. Well, I mean <laughs> That's a bold lie to tell if they didn't actually put Tordal in you. Yeah. Well, he may be sour grapes. It sounds like he was pretty frustrated here. So yeah. maybe he's got sour. You know, and then the, then you go back to Josh Hart, the other guy that got traded. He was always in and out of the lineup. Yeah. And he was happy that he left. So this is this goes back to what Jason Quick was saying on our show yesterday, that there are a lot of rumblings that the culture and, you know, sort of this, uh, what what is being played out here right in front of us of uh, not much structure, right? Mm-hmm. People just doing whatever the hell they want. Yep. That's a thing now. And maybe that is maybe we're now seeing that the training staff could be it's just speculation, but Peyton has called it out. Maybe that's also why Hart was happy to leave is that they kept pushing him to get back in there because he was in and out of the lineup a lot. Yeah. All I know is that this to me, and again, I'm I'll take a step back uh, if more information becomes available. This seems to me that both narratives can't be true, right? I mean, it can. Well, someone's lying. Yes. Or. There's gross negligence, or the doctors really screwed up. But I, I don't. I just don't. And the, that is ultimately on Cronin. On Cronin. I mean, because he's the head of the and, and Chauncey Billups too. Again, nothing, nothing works independently of each other. When when you are when you're injured at a professional <laughs> at a professional level, there is constant communication between the coaching staff, the medical staff, and the front office. They have meetings about it. You watch on Hard right. Knocks. They talk about it all the time. Where the, the, the staff will come in and the coach is like, "Hey." What's up with so and so? But what if the in the in that situation the doctors just go, yeah, uh, we shot him up. He should be good to go. We've cleared him, and that's what Cronin gets. That's the report that yeah. the GM and the coach get. 
what if that's it? I mean, I don't know, but well, then, then they're like, well, we thought he was cleared because that's what the doctor said. Well, and I find it fascinating that another team t- takes a look at it and says, no, this is not what we signed up for. And, and, well, oh, they get, don't talk to the player either. A lot of uncertain oh, questions boy. right now. It but just I, keeps getting worse. It looks bad. It it looks bad. I'm not saying God. that it's the end all, the be all, or that this is all on the on the bla- egg <laughs> on the Blazers' face. But right now, at face value, this is a bad, bad look. And if the trade doesn't go through, I think it's a bad look around the league. And you don't want to end up with that reputation of a place that one doesn't treat your players very well. And it's kind of what Quick alluded to. That stuff can spread around the league, and you don't want to be viewed as a team that this is how you conduct business when it comes to trades. All right, Joey Harrington joins our show for his weekly hit. The final Football Friday next. Here's Buck. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, it's our last football Friday, and we've got Joey here. All hell's breaking loose, Joey, on the local sports front. Wait, hold on, hold on. Again, like last last Friday, it, it did that. I had that momentary panic of like, whoa, wait, wait, hold on, I'm not, I'm not coming on next week. No, it turns into story time. Have we not covered this? Right. I know we no, we absolutely we covered it last week, but the reason I paused is because you you know, I just had that momentary panic like, wait, last last Friday, like no no, next week it turns yeah. to story time and you know, right. then we go into like all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, we can't call it football Friday anymore with no football. Is that like a is that like a copyright thing where um you know, like the the big game, you're not allowed to to use the words bowl and super in a, a certain order, or else you get you know you get sued. Or is that just like a? I don't know. I, we, I guess we could call it football Friday. If you, you could, wanna. but there's not a whole lot of football unless you wanted to talk about. I mean, I doesn't guess make much sense. You keep talking about the draft, or you know, I don't know. <laughs> it could be a football Friday light. You know, some hot USFL call, talk. It, it could be. It could be. The world's version of football. It could be, you know, the, the fact that you know, uh, I'm in March. We're going to uh, to London, to England, to take the boys to see Man City versus Liverpool. Like, you know, that's football. Sweet. Maybe we'll for that for your report live with us from England. We will call it Football Friday, and we'll oh, sell. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll sell it, and we'll send you a check. We'll sell it for like a million dollars. At least. At least. Yeah. Our listeners will love that. Probably. Yeah, we got Blazer mm-hmm. issues. We got the Pac-12s falling apart. Ah, Let's just talk about the Super Bowl. It's 
it's getting it's getting wild around here. Well, hold on. Is the Super Bowl really even worth? I'm not not that it's worth talking about, but like, are there? I don't know. This feels kind of like a boring Super Bowl <gasps> pre week to me. Yeah. Really? Look, hey. Yes. Here we go. Both teams are good. <laughs> both teams are really solid. We expected both teams to be here. Uh, they got a couple injuries, but who doesn't by the end of the year? Okay, cool. Gary Payton didn't pass his physical, right? <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's, like, like I, I don't know. There's okay. not nobody got arrested in Mexico. Nobody got you know like there aren't these massive storylines to me this week. The the, the storylines to me are Philadelphia is really really good everywhere. They run the ball extremely well. They're they are one of the best defenses in the NFL. They have incredibly talented wide receivers where if you decide to, if you decide to play zone against them, Jalen Hurts is going to kill you in the RPO. And if you decide to go, you put an extra guy in the box and play man, then AJ or, um, Oh, for crying out loud. Um, you know, then they're going to kill you outside. Um, and then you have a guy named Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Like it, I don't know. It, it just seems kind of like a normal week storyline to me, as opposed to something crazy happening for the Super Bowl. Which, right. you know, it, do you disagree? No, I actually think that there's something to be said for that because I'm with you because it's such a good matchup, because it's such an even matchup, and both sides are fairly likable. Like, there's not, you know, right. hurts. There's not a lot of villains here, right? There's not a lot of s talking, nope. and yeah, it, it really has. It's. I do feel like this has been more of a of a of an X's and O's breakdown thing. Even the Kelsey Bowl thing hasn't been, you know, it, it hasn't been beaten over the head. They're brothers. Yeah. Like they're part of the same family and mom and dad are going to go home happy. Like one of their sons is going to win the Super Bowl. Hooray for the Kelsey household. But like I, the, the yeah. Even big moments like I, I thought when we had the first two when we had two black Africa or we had two black or African American head coaches like that was a big deal but I think for people it was like okay two year two weeks of it I get it please I, I I understand but let's stop talking about it. it's 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 much but we have two African American quarterbacks never been done before again a very cool story and it's been mentioned but I don't think it's beaten it, it no one's beating you over the head with it Jerome Bettis from Detroit style so I'm. I'm with you that for whatever reason I, I'm I'm on board with that this has felt kind of like a, a like a normal playoff game buildup and not the nauseating Super Bowl coverage. Well, so here's here's my immediate reaction to that. Why hasn't it been beaten you know beaten over our heads? Because these guys are really really good, yeah. right? Because that's not the story. Yes, they are. I mean, this is the first time we have two black quarterbacks, two African-American quarterbacks playing, starting against each other in the Super Bowl. That is an unbelievable, incredible thing. But they're both really, really good. Yeah. And they're both really, really, like, legitimate MVP candidates who have led their teams from the start of the season to the end. Like, this isn't, this isn't something that just, you know, happen to fall into place because of an injury and something like these guys have been stories the entire year and have been the best of the best in the NFL. And, and, and that's the story, right? The, the, the story is that they are the best quarterbacks in this league. And 
And, you know, uh, well, okay, let me back up. They are among two of the, what, five, six best quarterbacks in this league. And I'm sure somebody's going to, you know, crush me for that. But th- that that's the story because the, the story is football. Because, like you said, this is such an evenly – these are such evenly matched teams. All right, I have two questions then, and then we're going to move on. Because I do right. want your opinion on um, Oregon, Washington, what's going on with the Pac-12. But uh, can you – you guys can both tackle this. I'm sure you'll you'll nail it. Do you know the other black quarterbacks that have started in the Super Bowl? Well, Doug Williams has started. Well, Doug Williams, obviously. Yeah. Steve McNair has started. Yeah. Um, Donovan McNabb. Yeah. yeah, McNabb. Three more. Besides these two guys. Three more. Three more. Uh, well, it's, I'm sure it's got to be fairly recently. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, Cam Let's Newton. ride. Cam oh. Newton has started. Cam Newton. Cam, yep. Russ. Let's ride. Russ Wilson. Russ. Russ Wilson. One more. One Very more. controversial figure, this man. Very controversial figure. Well, to some. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Yep. You got oh, him. God. That's right. San Francisco. Three, four, five, six. So eight. That's it? Yes, that is it. And Doug Williams being the first. Yeah. And I, I remember the Doug Williams one and how big that was. I mean, yeah. How, how ridiculous is that we're not that far from removed from the narrative that if you were an African-American, you did not have the intelligence or the maturity to play that position. That was a real Absolute, thing. Asinine. Absolutely asinine. Yeah. Like, I, do I remember correctly that Doug Williams did not start that year? Yeah, I don't think he started all year. He, he wasn't the starter that and, – and that kind of goes to my point. Like, this isn't something that just got dropped on our lap, you know, midway through the season. But, like, these guys have literally been the class of the NFL for, for this, entire, this entire year, yeah. which, which, you know, like, in some sense makes it that much better. Like, these two teams deserve to be here. These two teams are the teams that many, you know – expected to be here and and now we get to see the best of the best and that's really cool okay so the other one is this and you have to answer this one or the other i'll i will give you the overall better roster with a relatively new coach in his first super bowl or i will give you the team with the mvp quarterback and the hall of fame coach who's who's been in super bowls before you go first (laughs) i i've said it all along like I, I, I've had this gut feeling that I or not a gut feeling. It's it's just I've been a Philly guy all along, but as this thing has is is gone in, I'm I'm creeping like, He doesn't know. I, I keep going back. So who do you pick? <laughs> this there there, there are no team there are no team names on these jerseys. <laughs> one of them is the better roster, relatively new coach in I, the Super Bowl. The other one has the MVP quarterback, a lesser roster, but a I, Hall of Fame coach. I know, but I know what Which you're, do you want? I know, but it's not Which you want? You're not you're asking me to take Philly or Kansas City, and I told you it's Philly, but I'm having doubts. You, you, uh, it's, can it, you see like <laughs> can you bet against Patrick Mahomes? No. The, the answer is you take the Hall Kansas of Fame City. quarterback. Yeah. I, I know you were trying oh, wait, to... Kansas, no, it's not Kansas City. <laughs> just the team with the MVP quarterback and the Hall of Fame coach. But the MVP quarterback has literally lost. The last two MVPs to play in the Super Bowl have lost. Yeah, That's right. So and which are you taking? And they lost to the runner-up. Mm. Who am I picking? Well, of, no, of those... T- <laughs> answer the damn question. He's given this as hypothetical, and I wasn't falling for it. You don't fall for it either. He's asking <sighs> Philly or Kansas gonna, City. Is he going to stiff-arm me? Is he going to Heisman me? I tried to, and you forced me into a corner. Have you played golf lately? Huh? <laughs> Have you played golf lately? Yeah. 
Oh, that's cool. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Where'd you play? Langdon. Nice. My home, nice. My home uh, track. Public. How, how are the conditions? Great. Best in, best in the city. Thanks for the plug. Nice. Now, which would you choose? I, I, haven't, I haven't been out to Heron Lakes lately. That's, uh, <laughs> I love playing. I love playing oh, the Great Blue out right. there. Fine. Okay. Pack 12. Philly. I'm taking the... You're taking... I, okay, God. Okay. But see, here's the thing: you have to you you have to quantify or qualify. I'm not sure which one uh, is applicable in this situation, because it's not like it's just the best, the better roster, and the 19th best quarterback. That's right. Right. That's right. We're literally talking about splitting hairs. Okay, maybe not that not maybe not that tight, but an argument could be made that the quarterback on the team with the better roster deserves to get some consideration for the MVP. Yeah, right? exactly. That's a fair statement. Yeah. Now, if I'm talking now, if you're truly saying the better roster and within that, that realm, your quarterback is middle of the road in the league. I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking KC and, and MVP quarterback. In this situation, we're talking about the best quarterback on a roster that is injury-ridden, that um, does not have the experience. You know, a, a tailback that's a that, that that's a rookie, wide receivers that you know one got placed on IR this week. A, 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 you know, Pro Bowl tight end that could didn't even know if he was going to play last, you know, two weeks ago. And then the better roster with what the the fourth best quarterback in the league? Like I, I don't know. I, I I'm going with Philly. Yeah. I, I am. Here's a fun stat, and then we'll we'll break and we'll come back and talk about a couple of other issues. But I saw this today, and this is really unbelievable to me. Twenty two starters, the twenty two starters for the Eagles in Week One are the same 22 that are starting this football game. Really? Yes. <laughs> that does That's not that does not happen. Now, to be fair, the right tackle is playing without a hip uh like without a tendon in his hip, which is ridiculous, but <laughs> who but, needs hip tendons? Right? Let's be honest. Talk about a tortoise shot, but that is crazy. crazy. In the NFL, uh, that is shocking. Yeah. Which just reinforces the point. Yeah. That Philadelphia is the better team, okay. and they are going to win this football. And yet game. Rob would still try to get us with hypothetical teams. Well, we all know what he's talking about. <laughs> all right, uh, just there... come out and say it. Who's going to win, Philly or KC? I don't know how you guys uh, caught that. It's just really, <laughs> how I was we really trying to disguise to that. Sift through your subterfuge. <laughs> all right. Speaking <laughs> of sub subterfuge, that came from the Blazers, yes. right? Steve Patterson. Well, yes. they're a mess. And Joey's a Blazer fan, and the Pac-12 is falling apart. It's not good right now. We'll get Joey's thoughts on those items uh, next on 1080 The Fan. It's time for a Ducks report. The inside story on Oregon athletics. Brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. Our guys, you know, feel pretty good right now. Just, you know, they look at each other and feel like we got depth. And they know they can rely on each other a little bit. Now, I, I think they all feel pretty good about things. You know, we got a quick turnaround here for you know, late game and be quick turnaround. But you know, I, I like our depth. Just got to keep everybody healthy and swing away on Saturday. Midwestern girl, Dad. I Dana ever Allman. since you have said that, I can't view it any other way, <laughs> and it's throwing me for a loop. He's uh, 
He's a special one. They thump USC. They won it, again. But as Mike Riley says, uh, coming up this weekend, I think they're playing the varsity. I know, but UC- hey, here they come. <laughs> UCLA is slightly different. We'll see. Mods PDX, the future of building is here. Yes. That's Joey. He's doing the Whopper, 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 Whopper. The Burger King. Single Double Junior Whopper. And that thing slaps, man. BK's putting out hits that's, right now. That's the jazz version yeah. that Joey did there. So damn good. I'm going to come see your next concert. When do you when do you play a show? Uh, well, I'll probably put out another song when we launch our, uh, our, our launch our Jordan raffle for our foundation this spring. Cool. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jordan <laughs> raffle. Uh-oh. <laughs> I got, oh, yeah. I, I got some, dro- I got we, retros on my feet right now. Talk to me. <laughs> we dropped, I, I dropped nuggets on this show, right? Yeah, yeah. I dropped little tease nuggets. Um, so, I mean, theoretically, right, hypothetically, or not hypothetically speaking, Tinker Hatfield may have dropped off uh, a pair of the new Jordan 14 PEs that he just did for the, um, for the Oregon football team and signed them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tinker may have, may or may not have, but most likely may have done a Jordan one retro Harrington family foundation, uh, with only five pairs made. Whoa. Okay. Now that's, that's, whoa, that's going to go. So we, (laughs) yeah, we have, so this spring we are going to be launching a, um, uh, Jordan, you know, similar to how he did the, you know, it's, this is a whole nother show. Like this is all story time stuff, but like we've had to figure out how to fundraise, you know, post COVID and what makes sense and how does it, and we've moved to this raffle format and we, you know, thanks to you guys and, and all the people, you know, around the state, we had a fantastic launch with the bourbon in the fall. And we are like, how, how would we do something in the springtime? And, and Tinker had designed us these shoes right literally at the start of COVID and we're trying to figure out what's the best way to use these things. And then this raffle took off and it's like, here we go. So we have, um, five pair. We're going to raffle off one of the Jordan ones with the, the Harrington family foundation logo and the green and gray colorway that he designed with the Jordan 14s for the, the Oregon Jordan 14s that he signed. So two pair of shoes that we're going to be raffling off here come come springtime. Well, so I am. I may have to. I may have to drop another song just to you know, and then send it over to Mina to see if she can push mm. it out to get a little traction. Ooh, that's smart. I'm, I'm a little hurt though. I am currently wearing, no <laughs> lie, I am wearing Jordan 14s. No one asked me to autograph my shoes <laughs> to throw into the auction. I'm sure those things could literally raise tens of dollars. I feel like tens. And tens, tens of dollars. If you did that dollars. right next to the the ones we, that Joey's talking about, yeah. I think people would bid fifty million times more without your signature on them. Oh, these are cool. These are in good shape. I mean, no offense, you, are, are, are we literally built, bidding for the shoes that are on, currently on the feet? Yeah. Yes. Do they come with odor eaters? <laughs> I, I have clean feet, and odor I do, eaters. and I do baby powder. So I got that. I got that going uh, for me. So they'll smell a little of baby powder. Well, I just thought, you know, hey, you got Jordan 14s. I'm wearing <laughs> Jordan 14s. You know, it's, I don't have a logo or anything though. So well, that's really cool, man. You're yeah. gonna raise a lot of dough. Yeah, those unique Jordans like that when there's only five pair, dude. Those are big deals. All right. Oh, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll be dropping some pictures and you know doing that that whole Twitter thing. And so okay. you know, got to start laying the groundwork. It's coming up here, you know, maybe in about a month or so. All right. Let us know now. How do you think Oregon should be viewing this 
uh, Pac-12 media rights negotiation? If you're the Ducks, what should sure. they do? Give, give me more context here. Okay, so the context like, is it's going terribly. Every other, <laughs> every other Power Five conference has their media rights deal done this cycle, so there's nowhere for them to go. And Oregon and Washington are not, it sounds like, uh, the Big Ten is not courting them like they were. And George Klyavkov, the Pac-12 commissioner, is going to want to have them sign a grant of rights deal um, in order to get this thing done no. at maybe the, they're talking... Twenty-eight, thirty million per school per yeah, year. The worst, the worst deal that's out there. A horrible deal. Yeah. There's your context. <laughs> Go. I mean, uh, you may have to be raising more money. By the way, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm so disappointed on so many fronts. Right. Like I, I saw, I saw the report that the Pac-12 is going after SMU. Yeah. Yeah. In San Diego like, State. Southern Methodist in San Diego State. Yeah. And and, and it's... How does that make you feel? <laughs> that it you makes excited? Me, well, I had to bite my tongue there for a second because we're on live radio. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I feel you. It, it's, it's, it's just, it's really, really disappointing because it, <laughs> I understand... I, I understand the finances behind it, but has college football and, and the answer is yes. You know, college football is is no is no longer college football. It's not. It is it is a smaller version, um, a minor league version of, of professional football, yep. and these universities are are cashing in. Um, they're u- they're they're using these television contracts to finance the growth of their programs. I mean, it, uh, let let's you know if I'm laying on my on my Freudian you know psychological couch here, I'm disappointed that Oregon is not part of this at the moment. Yeah. I'm confused at why Oregon is not part of this right now. Um. I'm disappointed that the state of college football has created a situation again, because let's not forget, like when the NCAA limited or, or put a cap on scholarships, it was to, to create or to correct the imbalances of college football, right? To correct the days when Texas and Nebraska and Oklahoma would hoard the seven to 11 best tailbacks in the country and not allow anybody else to have them because they could afford to pay their scholarships. And then the cap of scholarships is 85 and everything evens out. You see Kansas state and Virginia tech and, you know, and Oregon, you know, work their way into the college football landscape. Um, And now because of the TV deals, we're seeing the, we're seeing that being erased. We're seeing those programs that are, that aren't Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. Um, we're, we're seeing them become irrelevant again, um, which is which is really frustrating. Yeah, the idea that Rutgers could, in, in, in a handful of years, be making ninety million dollars a year, and Oregon <laughs> could be potentially making thirty-two to thirty-five, if that. I mean, it's long way to go, but that 
It's crazy. That's if I'm Oregon, Washington, Utah, the tent poles of this. There's there's just no way that I I, I can I can swallow this. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but 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 what do you do to com- to combat combat? Like, well, uh, I think what the Pac-12 like combat they yeah. should what they should have done was I feel like see I I've said this all along you got to be proactive, mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to be left in the dust. And now look, it looks like they may be left in the dust. And I think Oregon tried its ass off to get into the Big Ten. Yeah. Didn't work. I think what the Pac-12 should have done is merge yeah. with the Big 12, and they would have lived that way. In those two leagues, that's not ideal, but those two leagues have enough good teams that you'd have a big league. You'd get into Texas, all over Texas, and um, you could make more money that way. Ultimately, they talked about it, and the Big 12 was the one that said, no, nah, yeah. we're I, good. I just know if I'm Oregon and Washington right now especially, I'm asking for unequal splits. Heck, yeah. I'm like, hey, you want you you want me here? You're paying me more than you yeah. are the other schools. Because without because Oregon and Washington, this thing's dead. Pac-12's gone. Yep. yep. I, I want a bigger cut of the pie, and we'll see. Maybe does, that's you, more... does Utah get a bigger cut of that pie? I think they're probably the – well, I know Oregon and Washington certainly can, and I would assume that Utah is going to throw their hat into the ring and say, us too. So I, there's a reason why there isn't a TV done, a deal done right now. I'm guessing that you have schools that are very, very angry, and there's just not a lot of good solutions. I, I do not envy Klyavkov here. This is, this is tough. So ultimately, I think the, what, what should happen, and I'm, I'm guessing that some way, somehow, we'll get there, is you're going to have the four Super Leagues. But this literally, cycle, we talked about this years ago. Yes, I know. Do you remember having this conversation yeah. with when? Okay, th- this was the God. We're going back here. Two thousand thousand eleven was the year that Longhorn Network launched. Yeah, right. That was the year that Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Um, Help me out here. Texas Tech. It was, um, it was those four, wasn't it? It was We're tech. going to come. Yeah. Uh, we're going to come. Yeah. Well, but it was different because that was that was when we then ended up taking on um, Utah and Colorado. Uh huh. But they were gonna they were gonna come to the Pac-12. Yep. And it was gonna become the Pac-16, and you were gonna have the original Pac-8 as one, and then you were gonna have, move Arizona and Arizona State over with the six Big Twelve schools that came in. It was a game changer. And that was going to be the creation of the of the first super conference. And then the – oh, it was A&M. It was before A&M went to the um, mm. SEC. And then you were going to have the schools – you were going to have Iowa State go north to the to the Big Ten. You were going to have – I mean, it, it the, the dissolution of the Big 12 was going to create four super conferences. Yeah. And then ESPN <laughs> came in and said that they were going to give Texas – their own network. Yeah, and Pac-12 said no, and and that and that kept the Big Twelve alive and stopped the creation of the four super conferences. And now, and now, and now look where we are. Jeez. And wait until the ACC deals up and the Big Ten raids some of the ACC, raids some more of the Pac-12, and then it, it'll happen. It sounds like that's the Big Ten. From what I'm my understanding is the Big Ten's not going to expand until the ACC becomes pickable, and then once that happens. Then I'm sure Oregon and Washington will jump, and and there you go. So it's just it, it feels like it's a matter of time. But in the meantime, you may have to sit for a while out west and play under the worst the worst deal in the country by by far, possibly. But, okay, but 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 let's let's play devil's advocate here, right? 
we're talking about a TV contract here. We're talking about money. We're talking about dollars, right? Yeah. That, that's purely what we're talking about. Yep. We're also living in a world where we're, where we're renegotiating or we're setting up a new playoff system. Yes. In which all of these conferences, I, you know, in theory, get somewhat equal representation of the expanded playoff system. Yes. So if I'm Oregon or I'm Washington, let's just focus on Oregon. And yes, I have a shortcoming in revenue from the television contract compared to Rutgers and Maryland and all those other schools, right? But it's not like Oregon is, is underfunded. Yeah. It's not like Oregon's football program is, is living in the, in the world of Cal or Stanford or, you know, these, these schools that literally Arizona that give nothing to their football program. Oregon is an incredibly well-funded football program. So if we're talking about surviving a couple years, surviving what, you know, four, six, yeah, something like that. eight years. Yeah. yeah. Oregon is an incre- is an incredibly fantastic position. That's true. Because all those other all those other teams within the conference, this conference which has significantly greater representation in this in this expanded playoff field, Oregon has the funding to compete. Oregon has the brand to compete. Oregon has the national visibility to compete. So what you're going to potentially see is Oregon and, and Washington, or you know maybe Oregon State if Jonathan Smith gets you know continues to get things rolling, that like you're going to see them in the playoff over and over and over and over and over, yeah. right? If I'm if I'm not Michigan or Ohio State, if I'm Iowa, if I'm um, Wisconsin trying to compete and get my a uh, Penn State trying to get my way into the into the playoff, would would I rather be? in the big 10 against 73 other schools that are incredibly well funded through this massive TV contract, or would I rather be in the PAC 12 where I know I've only got one or two schools to truly compete. And and, and I say Michigan and Ohio state, I'm not even thinking about USC coming in, right? Like the landscape of college football. Yes. is changing. We are in an incredibly, What's the, I don't want to say lucky, but we're in a very different situation than most schools. It's unique. It's yeah. a valid that, point. Absolutely. Is. That is very true. All right, sir. Well, good talk. Uh, now, you don't strike me as a Super Bowl party type guy. What will you be doing? Oh, I'm, I'm all about parties. <laughs> so are you hosting? Uh, thanks for the invite. Are you going somewhere? What, what are you doing? Oh, oh, like just like a Super Bowl party? Yeah. Oh, I was just saying like parties in general. Like, you know. Yeah, we know you party. Like foam, I, oh, I party, yeah, like foam <laughs> parties and like, you know. Um, it, what will I be doing? I think um, I think I'm going to be staying home. I may, I'm, there are some other things that I may uh-huh. be doing. It's in the works. Uh-huh. It's, it's in the works. I don't, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't like, I like to watch the game. Me too. Right. You know, you get with a bunch of people and all of a sudden they want to talk about what happened during the week and they want to talk politics and they want to talk about the state of Pac-12 and, you know, and it's like, yeah, great. Uh huh. I just missed second and 10. Like, just shut up. Like, I'm I'm here to watch the game. So, um, yeah, give me a. Give me a give me a bourbon and and give me a, a seat on the couch and 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 the remote and I'm I'm happy. That's what's up. Maybe some nachos. <laughs> nachos. All right, sir. Thank you. Uh, well, story time begins next week. There you go.
Hell yeah. Like Hell I, yeah. I got, what were we talking about at the beginning that we're going to, we're coming back to story time for? Was it your shoes? Yeah. The, but shoes, we, yeah, yeah. we circle back to that. There was something else though. I don't I got, know. That was so long ago. It was, it. it was like we were, di- we were different people then. Ryan we've Buckley, moved, we've moved on. You should see Buckley over there. He's disgust. He's like, <laughs> well, dude. Yeah, we're we're just chewing the fat on nothing, and we really got to go. <laughs> oh, you hey, way to you, cut. You can drink a big, big glass of save it juice. Okay, <laughs> just you can right. save it. That's right. Cut off our man Joey. All right. Have a, have have a fun Super Bowl weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. All right. See you guys. All right. Mods PDX. The future of building is here. That's the sponsor. And they, they get their money's worth because it's 6.08. That's late. I'm going to keep talking. i got to tease something for the club. i got to figure that out. Hold on one sec. What am I going to tease here? No bottled water taste test, Buckley. Uh, I do have in my notes why psychedelics are the new in thing. And the richest place on earth. How do you feel about that, Buck? Any commentary on that? Uh, probably next segment. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, the club is next. Suk's laying out on me. On the Hey, it's Rob. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 